In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It is happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Freedom! Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Guys, the Biden administration has been telling us that America is in one of the best spots that it's been financially and economically. Since it took office, families are carrying less debt. A recent survey from the Federal Reserve found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than any time since the survey began in 2013. So we're going to go ask the average American if what the Biden administration is reporting happening here in America actually lines up with what people think on the streets. Look at them gas prices. They ain't comfortable to me. Hell no. Joe Biden says that we're in we're in a strong economy, that we're doing great. Do you believe that? No. Ain't no comfortability around nowhere. It really hurts America with the gas prices because the one we have to get to work. And if we can't get to work and we gotta spend all our money on gas that we going to work on, that means you can't pay your bills. So it's an endless circle of uh, endless debt. Everybody gonna go in debt, you know sooner or later because it, like what's happening now is everybody is feeling the heat from you know every angle of the society so yeah i feel like no it's not true it's it's bullshit, bullshit completely because like rent prices is crazy we, we we paying i don't know how much percent more but i would say at least three three or four hundred more than we was paying two years ago like that's ridiculous you know what i'm saying salaries aren't going up so how are we supposed to make the difference in income and rent? It doesn't make sense. So when the Biden administration comes forward and says that economically and financially our country's doing really well, do you think that's a lie? Yep, I think they're blowing smoke up, up out behind us. 
I think it's Biden's fault. Trump said it would happen. Like, we would deal with a lot of the stuff that we dealing with back when we had the Great Depression. We are not financially stable, comfortable, or nothing like that. But when Trump was in office, I was feeling really good. Really? <laughs> yes, Trump, Trump. So Joe Biden's too much, you'd rather have Trump back? I want Trump back. I do not, I'm not for Biden. Me too, me too, Did you man. vote for Joe Biden? No. No? I didn't. Did you vote at all in this last election? No. No, you didn't want to vote, but now that you could have a choice between Trump or Biden, you would choose? I would choose Donald Trump because he's, he's about making money. Amen. And you know, he's for like independent businesses and stuff like that. I miss Daddy T, Trump. I miss Daddy <laughs> T, for real. I mean, like, I respected him because he was real about his opinion, even though I didn't always agree with him, but he kept it real with us. We know what, it, what was going to happen. Like, things was better. Like, the economy was better. Trump for the culture. For the culture? Yeah, he's for the culture. He just misunderstood. He kind of like a Kanye, but you know, <laughs> he, he may say stuff the wrong way sometimes or have a wrong approach, wrong wordplay, but I mean, he mean well as a collective, as a people, you know what I'm saying? He cares, you know. Who's a better president for America, Joe Biden or Donald Trump? I feel like Donald Trump because I mean, that his whole slogan is make America great again, no matter how we have to. Basically, so, yeah, Donald Trump. All right, y'all, so every single time I come out and I do these videos, it's not my intention to make it a Trump versus Biden thing, but all of the responses always call for Trump to be back in office and for Biden to get out because people cannot handle the economic and financial hardships of this administration. God bless Savannah Hernandez. Savannah Hernandez, much like Heather Mullins, much like Ben Berkwam, much like April Moss. I mean, people like that are out in the field. They're out in the streets. They're talking to real people every day, hence real America's voice. So you don't need the spin on CNN. You don't need the spin of Fox News. You don't need the spin of these major fake news mainstream media organizations. All you need is a camera and an honest person to go out there and get the footage that matters. And that is Americans of all colors, from all backgrounds, of all different faiths, they want Daddy T back, ladies and gentlemen, old Daddy T. Now, that video was posted by Savannah Hernandez on the 9th of June, and it's been being passed around, especially the, the, Daddy, the Daddy T part. But I wanted you to see that video in its entirety so that you can see what she's out there doing. God bless Savannah Hernandez. Check her out on Rumble. Give her a follow. But, folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America with your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell. The Hip Hop Patriot, coming to you from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. And as always, it is a blessing and an honor and a privilege to be sitting in this seat with you. Now, we've got some folks that have been watching since I was doing backyard rants all the way to now, you know, giving the truth and the gospel every day to everybody. And it's truly a remarkable thing. And it's all glory to God to be with you guys here on Real America's Voice News. So if you're watching on social media, wherever it is, please share the video. If you're watching on Rumble or Getter or anything like that, like or rumble the video. All of that, stuff's help, uh, all of that stuff helps as we're growing this parallel economy. And remember, folks, remember, as we're building this parallel economy, uh, you have to make sure you spend your money and your time with people and organizations and companies that matter.
that love America and not the other way around. Also, Live from America is a completely viewer-funded show. So whatever you do with promo codes or buying things on our website or donating or whatever, it all helps. Everything helps. And together, we will take back this country. I'd like to give a birthday shout-out right now, if I could, to Mr. George Nutting, a great friend of mine. And I'd like to give another big shout-out for a birthday to Barb Naylor, who owns Kind Embroidery on Etsy, and she does a lot of the hats for Live From America. So God bless you guys. Have a happy birthday. I hope the Lord blesses you with friends, family, gifts, health, all of the above. And uh, have a happy birthday. I'd also like to, if I could, please give a quick shout out to the following people as I uh, open some mail today after the three-day long uh, weekend. Cynthia Down Taylor, thank you so very much for the prayer shawl, the big blanket. What a beautiful Beautiful Father's Day gift that was for me and the card. God bless you. Dean and Linda Maxwell, thank you very much for your donation. Terry Caston, thank you very much for your card and your donation. Janelle Mitten, God bless you. Thank you for the donation. Al and Carol Morris, as always, God bless you. We love you. Mary D'Agostino, I got an opportunity to call a few people today, and Mary D'Agostino was one of them. She's from my home state of Illinois. She was not available to answer, but thank you so very much for the Father's Day card and she sent me $50 in cash to go do something for Father's Day. What a great, pe- what a great uh, wo- woman that is. Renee Dodd, God bless you for the donation. Samantha, thank you for the thank, uh, thank you card as well. Lloyd and Betty Atkins, thank you for your donation. And Bruce and Sandra Langer, thank you for the dairy care um, uh, pills because <laughs> lactose intolerant and my, and my Live from America family knows that. Uh, thank you very much. It's, it's, it's truly appreciated. Uh, what you guys send to me. And I always like showing your gifts if I can. The, uh, the blanket was really big, uh, so I couldn't show that uh, today. But anyway, folks, let's go to the Lord and give all thanks and all glory to him for having such an audience, for having such a great group of people that are all together to do one thing, and that is spread the gospel, spread the truth. And from that truth, we truly get a better country. It'll be a better country when we get God back and everything. I can tell you that. June 21st, year of our Lord, 2022. From the evening version of Jesus Calling, and then, of course, we will get into the actual um, passages from the Bible. Waiting in itself is not a virtue. Waiting is not a virtue. The important thing is how you wait. Not waiting, but how you wait. In a resigned impatient way, or in hope, keeping your focus on me. When your overarching um, hope is for me, you have every reason to be confident. I am your help, and I am your shield. From Psalm 3320, we wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help, and he is our shield. And from Psalm 52, 8, but I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. Before you turn out the light tonight, put your hope fully in me. I have shielded you from many hardships and will continue to protect you. But folks, you have to understand something else is when you're going through these hardships, 
That is also something that God is bringing you through. We talked about this this morning. It's very easy to say, oh, just give it all over to God. It's a lot harder to actually go through it. But if you understand that you're going through it for a reason, then it's much uh, easier to get through because you know, well, you know what? I wouldn't be here doing this if it wasn't for me to learn something, if it wasn't for me to get tougher skin or to grow spiritually or some way, shape or form, or what you might encounter during those trials that change your life forever. So look for the good in everything. I know it's easier said than done, but with God's help, all things are possible. Philippians 4.13, let's take off our hats if we're wearing one, and let's go to the Lord together in one big, loud voice from your lips to his ears across the Rav Nation, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And let me give you some very important advice, folks. Some of the most judgmental people out there that are going to judge you every single step of the way, every single step of the day, are fellow Christians. And you will hear from them that you're not Christian enough, that you're not doing the Lord's work the right way. You shouldn't say this. You shouldn't do that. But you know what? Every single person on this planet shouldn't be doing something they're doing, shouldn't be thinking something they're thinking, shouldn't be saying something that they're saying. And that is why we have Jesus Christ. So we can go to him and we can give all of those um, bad decisions and sins to him and try to be a better person the next day. Amen? Don't let anybody discourage you. Be strong in your faith and move forward. Be a better person every day. Amen? We'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. Stay tuned. Yeah, folks, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't believe how many people... Uh, Let me see. M. Watkins, struggling here today. Home alone, no transportation, and really missing my mom. Listening to voicemails and reading uh, texts today. Just trying to feel close to her. Miss my mom so much. Um, M. Watkins, um, I don't know if your name is Mary or or what it is, but uh, we'll say Miss Watkins. Um, I can't even fathom what it must mean or what it feels like to miss your mom and your dad that much. I still have both my parents. Um, Jeremy, took your own advice. We will be putting our money in real estate. There you go, Lisa Naquin. Good job. Sorry, uh, Ms. Watkins. But just know that um, your father in heaven is always there with you. And I understand that your father is not your mother, and I understand that nobody can replace your mother. But just know that your mother is there with you too. Okay? It's not just God who's there with you. It's your mother's spirit. Your mother's spirit is with you. Her Holy Spirit is united with your Holy Spirit. And if you just open up and just relax and listen... You will hear her voice, and you will feel joy take over your heart, okay? I know it's easier said than done, but it's possible, okay? Uh, Thank you, uh, Lisa, for letting me know that you took that advice to buy some real estate. You can never go wrong if you have the extra money to do that. Sadly, my brother is is like that to me. We won't speak to one another. That is sad to hear. That is very sad to hear. Lacey says her dad's been gone for five years. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what, folks, in times like this, I'm glad we all have each other. I really am. Uh, Folks, whoever's watching, 
If you're watching on Roku or Fire Stick or Getter, can you please come over to Rumble real quick and give us a Rumble uh, plus sign or a Rumble punch sign, whatever you're using your app or your computer? I would really appreciate that. We're going to kind of go through commercials quick today because I got to get out of here at 6 o'clock on the dot because I have a Republican uh, county meeting tonight. And since I'm running for state rep, I got to make sure I make those. Okay, so uh, I love you guys. Keep a smile on your face and let's get right back to the show. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to Live from America from New Hampshire, the Granite State, the live free or die state, where I am also running for state representative. And uh, if anybody is in the state of New Hampshire and wants to help out in any way, reach out to me. Let me know. I could use the support. Okay, ready, folks? You ready to rumble? We got a full show of Live from America tonight. And I need some fuel. So let's get some fuel on this first slurp. All right, folks, here we go. I'm ready, you're ready, then let's get to it. We've got a show full of winning today. You needed some good news, then you got it. You needed, you needed to hear something good, something positive. Well, tonight, you're going to get it. Share this with your friends and family so everybody can have a positive outlook on what's going on earlier today on this morning show at 11 o'clock. By the way, if you don't watch my morning show because it's not on Real America's Voice News, you can go to jeremyharrell.com or you can follow my Rumble page live from America or Getter. Uh, Jeremy Harrell, and you can watch uh, the morning show every day. But earlier today on that morning show, I laid out five massive big rulings that were coming down from the Supreme Court that we were waiting eagerly for. And I also told you that these, this may be the most important time in history, or at least in recent history, that all of us are waiting on pins and needles for these Supreme Court rulings because of such a backup with COVID and all of the uh, polarizing uh, culture war uh, situations we find ourselves in in different scenarios. It just was a matter of time before it all culminated to some major decisions that I told you were going to have ramifications or at at the very most would steer our country in whatever direction that it's going to go culturally for the next 10 years. That's how important these five major rulings are. Now, if you did not watch this morning's show, just let me quickly bring you through a recap on what those five Uh, rulings pertain to abortion, your Second Amendment rights, your education for your children, border security, and climate change. Now, some of those uh, might sound, oh, that's not important to me. Well, that's not that important to me, but let me tell you, it is going to determine the path of our country's culture for the next 10 years. And I am happy and very, very thankful to God to, to announce to you this evening that one of those rulings did come down this uh, later this afternoon, and it is a win for the good guys. And what am I talking about? Education. Folks, this Supreme Court ruling is going to set the precedent for your child's education moving forward in this country, not just in the state of Maine, where this, the lawsuit was, uh, was filed at, but across the country. And it's pretty great. The Supreme Court ruled today, six to three, that a Maine tuition assistance program violated the First Amendment's free exercise clause for excluding religious schools from eligibility. The program provides tuition assistance for students without a local public school to attend private institutions as long as the funding was not used for religious or sectarian teaching, meaning a Christian school. Maine's non-sectarian requirement for its otherwise generally available tuition assistance payments violates the free exercise clause of the First Amendment 
Chief Justice John Roberts wrote, I can't believe he actually voted the right way for a change in the court's opinion in the case of Carson versus Macon. Regardless of how the benefit and restriction are described, the program operates to identify and exclude otherwise eligible schools on the basis of their religious exercise. Robert stated that with Maine providing the benefit of tuition assistance, they cannot condition those benefits in a way that effectively penalizes the free exercise of one's religion. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, that is big news. Religious schools were allowed under the program before 1981, but when Maine adopted its non-sectarian requirement, citing the First Amendment, Roberts noted that this addition was made after Maine's Attorney General determined that funding private religious schools would violate the First Amendment's Establishment Clause. The Supreme Court ruled in 2002 that a program where private citizens made the decisions as to where the money was going would not violate the clause. The Supreme uh, Court made that same determination earlier today, folks. And uh, this is great news. This is great news, like I said, not only for the great state of Maine, but for the country in its entirety. Because this means that the public school system is losing ever so uh, tight, their ever so tight grip on our societies and on our communities and on our children. And this is just another finger that we have pried loose. And sooner or later, folks, we are going to bring the public school system to its knees. And I'm not saying that in a terroristic way. I'm not saying that in a shoot up a school way because I know there's going to be liberals out there that go, what did he just say? Ah!" And they're going to scream to the sky, put on their pink hats and just rip out all their hair. What I'm saying is the public school system and the way that it is run from the top down and the way that the federal government has their little greedy paws in everything that we do, meaning that they give you federal funding, you're going to listen to what they say. We need to continue to pry loose each one of their fingers, that grip that they have on our communities, because it's not up to the federal government to raise our children. It's not even up to the state to raise our children. It is up to the parents and God how that child is to be subject to education. So let's give a big thank you and a big uh, uh, God bless the Supreme Court for making that very, very, very important decision. That's one, folks. Let's keep it moving. Right now, we're one for one. We need to those others, uh, those other rulings handed down. Um, Since we're talking about winning, this is going to be the winning edition. We got a lot of winning going on this evening here on Live from America. So if anybody's going to bring you the good news, it's going to be me. Another big, huge, huge, huge win for Floridians, folks, as Governor Ron DeSantis is getting ready to sign a bill into law declaring religious services essential with a capital E, even during emergency declarations, no longer Will a city be able to to lock down a church? No longer will a city be able to tell a church, you cannot congregate, you cannot bring your flock in your communities to one central location to worship God. That's no longer going to be a a, a thing in Florida. You will no longer be able to tell people they can't go to church to worship. Governor Ron DeSantis is making another bold move for the residents of his state signing a bill that bars the state from prohibiting religious services during an emergency declaration. The bill, 
would work to protect religious groups such as churches and allow the continuation of public gatherings within the organization so it doesn't need to be at the church. It can be anywhere. Even during such uh, as recent COVID-19 pandemic uh, emergencies. And uh, this is a great move, folks. This is a huge, huge win for Florida and really uh, the world because what's going to happen is this is going to be challenged. Some numbnuts, liberal, conservative, I mean, uh, uh, communist Marxist is going to try to take Ron DeSantis to court and lose again. I don't even know why they try. And as this works its way up to the courts, it's going to, there's going to be a precedent set for this. And I hope it goes all the way to the Supreme Court so the Supreme Court handles that, hands down a ruling and says, uh-uh, you can't shut down religious services ever. Woo! The um, Senate Bill 254, which passed through the state Senate in January, states that an emergency declaration may not directly or indirectly prohibit a religious institution from conducting regular ser- uh, religious services or regular activities. The caveat exception in the bill allows for a halt of services or gatherings only when all businesses are required to close. All businesses. So if it's something really, really bad, you know, like zombie flu, monkeypox, <laughs> defining such services and gatherings as essential places, religious organizations in the same category as grocery stores, gas stations, and other entities that can remain open for basic provisions during an economic declaration. Senate Bill 254 was introduced through the state legislature after religious institutions were deemed non-essential throughout the United States during the manufactured and uh, NIH-funded, Fauci-funded Wuhan coronavirus pandemic. The bill's sponsor, Republican Senator Jason Brodeur, said that the legislation would prevent future bans on places of worship under a state of emergency. So, folks, I think... We have two incredible things to start out today's show uh, that we are thankful to God for. Again, folks, we are fighting back. And if we had just sat on our couches on November 4th and said, well, it is the way it is. We'll just let them steal an election. We'll just let this illegitimacy continue to happen and we won't fight back. We would already be Venezuela. (laughs) It's because of the people that said, I've had enough. It's because of the mama bears, the papa bears. It's because of the Governor Ron DeSantis's. It's because of the Kerry Lakes. It's because of the Doug Mastriano's. It's because of the Ben Berkwams. It's because of the Steve Bannons. It's because of the Jeremy Harrells. And it's because of all of you and the Real America's Voice News and many others that we even have a fighting chance to once again make America great again. And I don't know about you, but I am very thankful to the Lord, to the Lord God for giving us this opportunity. What a great time it is to be alive. What a great time it is to be a soldier of God wearing the full armor of God. We'll be right back right after this. Folks, I love all this winning. I got a lot more winning, by the way. I have great news the entire show. Jeremy, my pastor sued our county and won. And won. That's amazing. See, if the church just were to get involved a little bit more like that story right there, like what you just said, I guarantee you, I guarantee you how powerful the church is and how powerful God is that these people would not be shutting us down and destroying our lives as much as they are. I can guarantee it. They would be far too afraid to continue to do that. They would not trample all over our rights if the church actually stood up like we want them to. No, I'm not saying a church has to go all gung-ho and all political, but they do have to stand up for what's right. 
And uh, churches around the country are starting to really come around. I really love it. It's great news. Pastor Locke gets it. Yes, he does. I actually reached out to him today. Talked to him for a little bit. All right, folks, let's come back right away. I don't, uh, I want, like I said, I want to speed through tonight because I want to be out of here by six, okay? Here we go. And welcome back to Live from America, folks. I'm Jeremy Harrell, and like I said, this is the winning edition of Live from America, meaning that we have so much winning going on, I don't think you're going to be able to handle it. You're going to say, Jeremy, stop. I'm sure you've heard this before from President Trump. Stop all the winning, and I'm going to say, no, we're not even close to being done. Let's go to another big winner today and probably somebody that I'm going to give the Smarty Award. We'll, uh, we'll let it go on and we'll find out if you think the, this guy should get the Smarty Award today. Congressman Troy Nels will be introducing a bill to rescind Joey Applesauce, Joe Biden's illegitimate executive order requiring all states to offer gender transition therapy to minors. Now, we covered this last week. Again, this is another way that the Biden administration is using the public school system to be able to implement their disgusting fantasy of child pedophilia. And that's all this is. So I want to give a big shout out to Troy Nels. Let's get into the story and then we'll decide at the end if he deserves the Smarty Award. This week, Congressman Troy Nels will introduce the Stop Child Abuse Act. What a great name for a bill. Seeking to rescind. But whoever thought, by the way, let me stop real quick. What a name for a bill, but who would have ever thought that we would have to name that as a bill while we're fighting our own president's illegitimate administration in order to get it passed? That says a lot. To rescind the executive order signed by President Biden on June 15th, which prohibits individual state governments from banning the use of gender transition therapies in minor children and removes the state's right to govern independently. Biden signed the illegitimate elect, uh, executive order on advancing equality for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersexual individuals, pedophiles, and other disgusting mental problems as part of his administration's plan to further the cause of the LGBTQABCDEFG community in America. According to the executive order, the administration seeks to protect LGBTQ individuals as if they were, as if they were under attack which that's not the case, access to medically necessary care. Quote, medical necessary care. Medical necessary. Mm. Including gender transition therapies such as hormones and surgical intervention for individuals suffering from gender dysphoria. If you suffer from gender dysphoria, then you might need to see a therapist so they can properly align you back to your God-given gender. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the entirety of the Biden administration has come on board with these wacko ideas, including within, president, within the president's executive order. Other statements from inside the administration have previously been released on all of this. But we have to say we got to give a big shout out to, to, uh, to Troy Nels because Nels and many other national leaders disagree with Biden's sentiment. The choice to subject a minor to hormone therapy or gender reassignment surgeries that permanently alter their bodies prior to an age when they can give informed consent is seen as child abuse. Most recently, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas ordered the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services to begin investigating and reporting instances of minors undergoing sex change procedures or therapies, which, by the way, was blocked by a Texas federal judge. 
So we'll see where that goes. I have a feeling that, uh, that Governor Greg Abbott is going to win that one, especially with Ken Paxton on his side. So anyway, folks, I think for uh, introducing this bill, it not only... It not only is the right move to do, but it also shows you how incredibly terrible our own illegitimate administration is that we actually have to fight them to protect children. So I think that constitutes giving Troy Nels the Smarty Award of the Day. If we could pull that up, that would be great. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The Smarty Award of the Day on Live from America goes to Troy Nels. Right now, you get the Smarty Award of the Day. Because I think that was a smart move. And I, 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 anything that protects children is a smart move. That's, that's a given. But to have the courage to stand up and say that we need to protect them from another major party in our country. We need to protect them from millions and millions of people that want to do them harm. And they are occupying, currently illegitimately occupying our White House. Folks... That is a fight that we are up against. So big shout out to Troy Nels. All right, folks, earlier I finally opened up about what I felt about the Uvalde shooting based on all the evidence and all the proof and all the information that we have now that the Uvalde police outside of this kid being 100% 100 responsible for murdering children and going on a shooting spree, no doubt. It's not the gun's fault. It's the kid's fault. It's not the gun's fault, it's the kid's fault. But who bears a lot of the blame also is the Uvalde Police Department. And now I I finally opened up on that based on the information that we got out. That they were in there for 58 minutes prior to shooting the shooter and taking him down and stopping him from murdering any more children. They were in there for 50 minutes. They were in there with rifles. They were in there with numbers. And they were in there with shields, ballistic shields that they could have easily went into that room and took down that shooter and prevented many more lives from being lost. Now, I know there's a lot going on, and I know there's still information coming out, and I know some people think it was orchestrated and planned. Some people think it was a breakdown by the the system. All I know is children died. Police were there to do something. They're the people that are in charge to keep us safe. They're the ones that protect and serve, and they're the ones that failed. Outside of that, we can get to all that... uh, that, all that deeper information later on. But right now, we need to put the blame where the blame belongs. And it is on the Uvalde Police Department outside of the kid doing it himself. But now, folks, we had breaking news today because a Uvalde official admitted in a hearing today that the police never even touched the door or the door handle to see if the door was locked until they breached the door. So they sat there. For 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, almost an hour while they were listening to children die before they even decided to see if the door was locked. And you don't think that I should be angry about that? You don't think that the children's parents... The parents of the children that were murdered should be angry about that? 
You don't think that the world should be angry about the complete collapse of our law enforcement agency in Uvalde, Texas? You shouldn't get mad about that. You let your anger get the best of you. Okay, oh well. Sorry. But, but to not even try to breach the door... That shows cowardice. And that, folks, are not, those are not people that we need in our law enforcement. Anywhere in this country. You signed on to the dotted line. You didn't have to. You could have went and worked at Walmart. You could have been canceling Mike Lindell from Walmart. You could have went and worked at Wokios. I mean, Oreos. And celebrated Pride Month. You sure as heck didn't need to sign on to be a police officer because you don't punish or uh, protect and, and serve. You punish and enslave. That's the only thing most of you are good for. I am so sick of the breakdown of the thin blue line in this country. What happened? Did they literally turn our entire police forces woke like they're doing to our military without even us knowing about it? Are our police this much cow? This are, are they all this much of a coward where they can't stop this from happening even though they have all the protection in the world? I'm sorry. I am so sorry, but I have no, I am not going to mince words when it comes to this. Unbelievable. Uh, Let's get into the, uh, I I have a video here for you. Uh, Let's see. I have a video here for you uh, showing this official saying that today, that they didn't even touch the door handle. They didn't even go in. They did nothing. They just sat there and listened to people die. There's many references by Chief Arredondo uh, about the door being locked and needing keys and more keys and a master key and just constant references to keys. But is there any evidence whatsoever that shows through the video uh, as it was examined later that the door was ever, that there was an attempt to open the door or test whether or not it was locked? We could never see anybody put their hand on the door, and of course, up until, up until the breach. We could never see anybody put their hand on the door, well, of course, up until the breach. Well, what were you doing? What were you doing? What could you possibly have been doing besides saving lives? Now, I know not every police officer is like that, and I know that there were police officers in that little group saying, we need to go in, people are dying. But their leader, their, their leadership, the people that were on the call, the police chief, whoever it was that made the, who made the, uh, the initial or the, uh, the final call for everything, they stopped them and said, no, I still would have went in. I still would have taken a group of other police officers that were there ready to fight, and I would have went in. I would have disobeyed a direct order to save them children. And I think most Americans would do the same thing. And you would surely expect a cop to do the same thing. Why they didn't, I don't know. I would have disobeyed a direct order in a second if it meant saving children's lives. But that's the difference between the MAGA squad and the woke squad. Be right back with more Live from America right after this. Stay tuned. Again, folks, you know how I feel when it comes to the children. Now, earlier today when we were doing the show, I must have uh, got heated and I must have said the... The H-E double hockey sticks, or I might have said the word damn. Well, I got, a, I got an email from somebody again today that said they're not going to watch the show anymore because I uh, preach God out of one mouth and I swear out of the other. So I'm not godly, but they're going to continue to pray for me that I become a better person. You know what I say to that? 
This is what I say to that. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that I was off the path. Thank you for bringing me back on the path. I will fall off the path again. And then I'll fall off the path again after that. And I'll fall off the path again after that. And I will continue to keep falling off the path. But the uh, important issue to understand is, is that we go back to God and get back on that path. We are not perfect. We are not Jesus. I'm not using that as an excuse for me to say what I want to say when I want to say it. I'm just letting you know that when we get passionate and we get into the flip those tables that mo- the, uh, flip those tables mode, you're going to hear some stuff like that. And I'm surprised I don't say anything else, to be honest with you, when it comes to our children and our youth. I get so upset when it comes to killing babies and killing children. You're lucky you're not hearing me drop F-bombs. I'll just say that. When it comes to certain things, I don't know what it is, but I will say thank you. I will say thank you for at least letting me know that I was off the path because that's what I ask you all to do. I'm not going to get mad that you tell me that I'm off the path. Telling me I'm off the path is what I exactly, uh, is what I want. So thank you for that. God bless you. And if you ever come back to the show, we'll be right here because we're not going anywhere. Matter of fact, we're only going to get bigger with LFA TV, okay? All right, let's come back (laughs) from this commercial break. And welcome back to Live from America, folks. Let me just say before we get started, and this is not your typical everyday news show. This is not your show where you're going to get the news and the social uh, events of the day in a way that you are used to getting them. As a matter of fact, Live from America joined Real America's Voice News over a year ago, about a year and three months ago now. We've been here quite a while, and we've been growing this 10 o'clock hour on Real America's Voice News for quite some time now. And I think people are starting to gravitate more towards this style of news than your regular old suit and tie. Well, hello, everybody. Today is January 21st, June 21st, and I am the host of the show. We're going to go today down to Detroit because a lot of weird things are happening in Detroit. People are dying at an ungodly amount, and we just, uh, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be ups, it's going to be downs, it's going to be laughs, it's going to be cries, it's going to be screaming, it's going to be smiling. That is just the way it is because we're all human and we're all American, and that's about as American as it gets. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, Today, I guess I didn't know it was really happening. I, to be honest with you, I didn't know it was happening until I was uh, doing some research today and scrolling through social media, and I, and I saw it, and I was like, hey, I didn't know that was happening today. What am I referring to? Well, I'm talking about January 6th, the circus event that is surrounding the unselect committee uh, who try to get uh, their likes and views off making January 6th something that it actually wasn't. Now, they're constantly screaming sedition. They're constantly screaming insurrection. They're constantly saying that this fringe group of right-wing radicals wanted to stop the peaceful transition of power and that we committed an insurrection in order to do it. How come none of us were armed? How come, not, and I say us because I figure that we're all in that same family of patriotic people that were st- trying to stop the illegal transfer of power, not, not the peaceful transfer of power. But either, either way, why was nobody armed? Why did you see no guns? Let me just tell you something. If those patriotic people who know the election was stolen were there to voice their opinion and the only shots fired came from the other side, to antagonize and to provoke and to really basically throw fuel on the fire of an angry crowd 
The only place that came from was from the D.C. police. That didn't come from anybody that was in the crowd. Where were the guns? You really think that people would go commit an insurrection with no guns? You think they're going to go commit an insurrection against the United States government with their fists and their feet? Are you stupid? That's why it is a Shamuary 6th circus clown show. Now, we have to go to Liz Cheney for a minute, and I know you guys don't want to go see Liz Cheney. I get it. But you have to understand something. When Liz Cheney is up on that, uh, and when she's front and center in the middle, and she's got all that TV and all that airtime, she's in her glory, folks. She feels glamorous. She feels absolutely special. So having said that, I know you don't want to see it, but let's go to uh, the footage of Liz Cheney as she was getting ready for the Shamuary 6th sham event today. Check it out. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, folks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not Liz Cheney. My bad. I'm sorry, folks. I did not mean to do that. Let's go to let's let's go to the real. If we can, please, let's go to the real footage of uh of, of Liz Cheney up there in her glory, uh trashing Donald Trump, shall we? I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. The key witnesses. Uh, the Fulton County uh, allegations were had no merit. The, the, the ballots under the table uh, were legitimate ba- ballots. They weren't in a suitcase. They had been pre-opened for eventually feeding into the machine. All the stuff about the water leak and that there was some subterfuge involved. We felt there was some confusion, but but there was no evidence of a subterfuge to create an opportunity to feed things into the count. And uh, so we didn't see any evidence of, of uh, fraud in, in, the, in the Fulton County episode. And acting Deputy Attorney General Richard Donahue told Donald Trump this. Oh, she even sounds like Miss Piggy. And I said something to the effect of, sir, we've done dozens of investigations, hundreds of interviews. The major allegations are not supported by the evidence developed. Mr. Trump was told by his own advisors that he had no basis for his stolen election claims, yet he continued to pressure state officials to change the election results. Second, you will hear about a number of threats and efforts to pressure state officials to reverse the election outcome. One of our witnesses today, Gabriel Sterling, explicitly warned President Trump about potential violence on December 1st, 2020. Yeah, and President Trump warned Nancy Stretchface Armstrong about potential violence four days before January 6th, and they did nothing about it. So who, if you're going to go by that logic, Miss Piggy, yellow Teletubby, if you're going to go by that logic, well, then you have to hold Nancy Pelosi in contempt as well, and you have to put her on trial. Now, I, I must say, I don't sit here and read my show. I don't do that. I read stories and I read, um, you know, different uh, articles, but I don't read my show. I have no teleprompter to do this show. I do it because I'm passionate about it and I know what I'm talking about. To sit there and have to read word for word like you just saw the yellow Teletubby Miss Piggy trying to do and having a hard time doing it, she doesn't sound convincing, which is why nobody knew that that hearing was going on today. 
I didn't know about it. Most of you didn't know about it. But there she sat on that uh, on that stage, <laughs> squealing away, and nobody <laughs> cares. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that laugh. But we've got some more people to laugh at for their incompetence. Folks, there is a going-out-of-business sale going on in Washington, D.C. right now. There's a massive going-out-of-business sale because we all know that 32 incumbent Democrats are running for the hills with their tails between their legs. We all know that rhinos who, in, who voted to impeach Trump are also going absolutely nowhere. We know all this is happening. So the DNC and the, and the, and the swamp donkey Marxist communist Democrats, they are having a going-out-of-business sale. As the DNC, the, Depart- the, uh, the Democratic National Committee, you know, the ones that paid for the fake steel dossier, which led to the trush, uh, Trump-Russia collusion hoax. Yeah. Anyway, they have reduced the price of a photo. Hold on, folks. You can't buy gas, but just know that you'll be happy to know that they have reduced the price of a photo with cackling Kamala Harris. It used to cost $15,000 to go and get a picture with Kathleen Kamala Harris. Now they have lowered that to a third, ladies and gentlemen. It is now $5,000. For just a mere $5,000, you can travel to the swamp and have your picture taken with one of the dumbest, most uneducated people in Washington, D.C. today. Miss 2% herself, a candidate that not even her own party wanted. She'll cackle all day long, and you'll get a picture for only $5,000. That's a steal. That's an absolute steal, isn't it? In an ominous, uh, an ominous reply of the end of Kamala Harris's 2020 presidential campaign, the DNC is reported to have reduced the price for donors to pose for a photo with Harris from 15000 to 5000 just a week after the DNC postponed a major fundraiser headlined by Kamala Harris because of a failure to sell tickets, according to a report by Puck, P-U-C-K News. Puck News reporter Tara Palmieri reported today that the DNC is slashing prices for a photo with Kathleen Kamala Harris, tickets for a photo with the VP at the Women's Leadership Forum. How's that possible? How can she be at a Women's Leadership Forum when she doesn't even know what a woman is? Doesn't even make sense. They started at $15,000, but it failed to sell enough tickets and is being postponed. And the Kathleen Kamala Harris VP June fundraiser in Cali is charging only $5,000 for the photo. But is there any wonder why, folks? Is there any wonder why when you have a vice president who doesn't A, know what a woman is, can't B, finish a sentence, and can't C, answer a question with an answer that has anything to do with the question that was asked? (laughs) At a woman's forum, no less. Folks, let's listen to Joyless Reed interview Cackling Kamala Harris. I know that's like the two worst things on planet Earth, but let's listen to this real quick. And, and, and there's no wonder why they've lowered the price to 5000 And they're not even going to be able to sell those. Brown Jackson uh, hearings uh, in which she very calmly um, sat through what I think a lot of, particularly black women, let's just be honest, felt was brazen disrespect. I will tell you. Oh, here we go. Joy. <laughs> joy. I will tell you. I experienced great joy. Oh, did you? When I watched this brilliant phenomenal by the way look at joy look at joy when she's like when 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 uh kamala's talking joy's like in in the back of behind her eyes she's like this woman is ridiculously stupid black woman 
jurist. Oof. Be so smart. Oh, so smart. And just cut through the political gamesmanship <laughs> that they were attempting to incite. If that will only be matched by the joy that I experience when I see her take the oath to be the next justice on the United States Supreme Court. Oh. The Katanji Brown Jackson. Oh, uh, oh yes, the joy, joy. Joy, let me tell you, as a woman, I can't define what it is, but I will feel joy when that woman who showed incredibly smarts <laughs> as, and poise, and, and she showed incredibly smarts, I just, uh, I'm so... Uh, <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are in for a world of hurt, even if we are able to impeach uh, clueless Captain Corn Pop Joe Biden. We'd be stuck with that. I don't know. I don't know which one is worse. I think they're both just as bad. I don't know. Maybe she's worse. She's worse. She's definitely worse. Joe Biden just wants ice cream. I don't know what she wants. We'll be right back. More Life from America right after this. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> Cocaine is a wonderful drug, said Bad Moon. Amen. Amen. I can see the talking bubbles above her head. <laughs> yep. She's so surprised. <laughs> surprised a black woman was smart, says Salty. Oh, man. Let's go over here and see what they're saying over on Getter. Smart, smarter award. Yeah. Yeah. She gets a smart, smarter award. She literally talks to, to everyone like they're four, says the LFA producer. I know, right? She's a drag queen. <laughs> I love this family. Can I just say that I love Live from America? Like, these are like literally the highlights of my days. Please make sure you rumble the video, folks. We need as many uh, rumbles and likes as we can get. What do we have right now, Eli? What are we working with? We've got uh, only 680 rumbles. Oh, we can do better than that, folks. Come on. Let's finish out the, the show strong, shall we? All right, let's finish up. What do we got here? All right, good time. Good timing. Here we go. And welcome back to Live from America. What a great show it was tonight. You know, I love to laugh with you guys. I love to have a good time with you guys. I love to bring the truth. I love to report the news. It's always a blast, and it is the highlight of my day twice a day here in New Hampshire. So we're going to end the show strong today. And uh, I think you all know a little bit of something about this. Go woke. Go You guys can finish that. I think you all know it. It has become such a major saying. In the United States of America and abroad, people are using it abroad because people are shutting down corporations that decide to go woke because, hey, you do not represent our values. So it's become quite a big and large saying in the United States and abroad, but it puts companies in a tough spot, doesn't it? Because either they virtue signal to please the terrorists and then, you know, risk making all of us mad. But here's the thing. If they don't virtue signal... To please the terrorists, then they'll have their businesses burned down to the ground. They will, unless they dye their hair purple and cut off their God-given body parts to become a monster, that is what they're facing. We either virtue signal and we lose the money and we lose the, uh, the people that actually have jobs and morals. We lose them or, or we stand firm, 
because we know that the 24-hour news cycle is all that these communist Marxists can handle and just ride the storm because sooner or later the next shiny thing will catch the Marxist eye and they'll be, oh, squirrel, look at that, squirrel, 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 and they'll be gone. My advice to these businesses, don't virtue signal. Stand strong. You will survive much better if you just stand strong and don't cater to the minority in these woke, crazy, insane, leftist, radical terrorists. Just weather the storm, and you'll be better. You'll be in a better position after the storm than you were before the storm. I can promise you that. But let's highlight really quick a company that decided not to weather the storm. Let's highlight a giant cosmetic corporation called Revlon, because now they went. They decided they were going to go woke, and they truly have gone broke. Revlon files for bankruptcy after bowing to Black Lives Matters put up or shut up challenge cosmetic giant revlon filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy protection citing supply chain issues and challenging capital structure all democrats fault and biden the beauty product supplier said it's struggling to carry a cumbersome debt load amid high inflation rates and rising interests well remember ladies and gentlemen when they uh when black lives matter made them cave to their put up or shut up challenge their hashtag put up or shut up challenge That was the start of it. Patriots all across this country, you know, the ones with the morals and the jobs, they decided, hey, we're not going to deal with this crap. Go woke, go broke, and that is exactly what happened. And a mixture of a little bit of illegitimacy with Joe Biden ruining the country, and that's what happened. So again, you go woke, you go broke, but we're going to blame it on them. It's their own fault. Just don't go woke, and you won't go broke. It's that simple. Come on, man. Dumb, dumb award of the day. Any company that decides to go broke, it goes in that swamp donkey bucket. Folks, remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please go to Jeremy Harrell. Consider becoming a monthly donor, helping out on the store. And if you need a Bible, sign up for a Bible. Sign up for the newsletter, and that's it. Keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close and keep spreading that gospel, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you tomorrow uh, morning at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. Until then, have a great night. Peace.